Good morning, afternoon, evening, everybody, and welcome to Global LPG Conversations. My name is David Appleton. I'm Vice President for Argus Media covering LPG. And today I am joined by my two colleagues, um, Peter Wilton, who is editor for LPG in London. Hello, Peter. Hi, David. And we also have with us our senior reporter, Vardamar Yaschik, also based in London. Hi, Vardamar. Hi, David. And so today, what we thought we'd do is we go into the third quarter. We're going to review what's been going on in the European market, in particular in terms of the large cargoes over basically the second quarter up to the end of June. Um, so we'll start with the supply side. So, so Pete, let's start with you. How has supply been into Europe uh, over the last quarter? Sure. So regarding supply from the region's uh, key swing supplier, uh, the United States, flows have been uh, very, very strong uh, across the quarter. So US LPG exports uh, into Northwest Europe on this is on big ships, so uh, mid-size, large and very large gas carriers. These totaled a touch over 1.3 million tonnes in the second quarter, very similar to um, the first quarter, actually, which was just um, 30,000 tonnes higher. And in fact, if you go back, go back even a year back to the second quarter of 22, imports since then have been very, very steady uh, from the US, range bound across sort of 1.3 to 1.4 million tonnes. And I actually started this answer by referring to the US almost just by habit really as our swing supplier uh, over here in Northwest Europe you know providing tons when demand dictates you know as and when we need it but really such steady massive volumes we're seeing back to back on quarters is more indicative uh, of uh, the US giving us basically a baseload supply over here and 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 prior to these heavy quarters of, of imports if things really did yo-yo quarter by quarter or month by month, flows could often you know, double or half as you're moving through the year. Um, but, but more recently, and across this period I'm referring to, uh, a weak US pricing scene has, has been a real uh, push factor on, on volumes to the global market, with, with Europe no exception. And uh, it's perhaps the major factor behind uh, the move from the feast and famine sort of situation I've described to, to what we're seeing now, which is just steady imports. But there's also local factors in play and locally there's been dwindling availability uh, and this has left more gaps for, for imports to fill and just the nature of the global market those gaps are going to be filled by US product. As we covered in prior podcasts you know, I, won't, I won't dwell on it too much um, but the high natural gas prices are extremely high natural gas prices we've had in Europe over that period uh, the last sort of 18 months or so. Gas prices have been you know, consistently north of both propane and butane prices so this is curtailing Northwest European LPG availability in two ways. First of all, uh, LPG just gets left in natural gas streams to the maximum extent possible. Uh, and then secondly, a refinery supply of LPG or availability. It's still produced at the refinery, but it doesn't make it to market because refiners are simply opting to burn it to fuel internal processes rather than, um, rather than buying natural gas to do so, which is more expensive. The effect, as we're just talking specifically about a local supply here, the effect of high natural gas prices on this is made really stark if we just zoom in on LPG exports from the biggest uh, LPG terminal up in the North Sea, and that's that's Casto in Norway. And exports uh, out of there have totaled, well, last year they totaled about 180,000 tonnes a month. This year, slightly higher, maybe about 2,000 tonnes a month, helped by uh, one particularly large month in May. Um, but but these numbers are down massively from around 330,000 tonnes or even 350,000 tonnes. We'd see as standard back in the, the last normal year of gas prices or normal full year of gas prices, which was 2020. 
and that was the last time you know economics uh, did not dictate leaving in the NGL fractions in the gas stream so that was normal exports much higher than what we're seeing now so to put it simply uh, US supply has been, been very solid ac across the quarter and local supply has been curtailed um, just before moving on so so far I have just talked in quarters but but if we if we zoom in on the most recent quarter uh, the th last three months have shown really contrasting volumes of flows US to Europe April and May arrivals were largely comparable at um, half a million tons and 550,000 tons respectively you know just a matter of a 50,000 ton difference, one very large gas carrier, so nothing really. So April and May saw very strong volumes, essentially flat between them. But June flows were then significant, significantly uh, curtailed. They're, they're down about 50% versus May at just over uh, uh, 270,000 tons. And this uh, this move, this, this drop, has uh, not so much been a supply story, but has really been a factor of the changing demand picture over here, or rather, the supply um, demand balance as the quarter progressed. Right, I see. So, so basically, to summarise, we've had the situation where the quarter began with very strong, consistent um, imports, for, especially from the US, and that's come down in June. And uh, of course, we June is traditionally the the low season for for LPG. Valdemar, if you can, how has it the situation been with demand across both propane and butane across this period? Well, so after. Pretty positive start to the quarter demand for both grades trended strongly downwards. So initially, proper demand received quite a big boost from the petrochemical sector, one of the key European consumption pillars. 2022 was quite a rough year for petchems, owing to inflation, depressed spending on consumer goods and record high natural gas prices. Those factors saw cracker utilization rates drop to around 62% in the fourth quarter, the lowest level since the 2008 financial crisis. But early in 2023, the region's crackers gradually increased their operating rates, hoping for a seasonal bounce in downstream demand. And the rates went above 70% levels by April. Uh, propane was the main beneficiary because of the widening propane NAFTA spread, which incentivized flexible feedstream crackers to maximize propane, uh, maximize propane intake. Propane discounts to the competing petrochemical feedstock yawned to over $170 for April from around $70 in January, mostly because the Northwest European NAFTA market tightened, only to a variety of factors, but mainly the absence of Russian product following EU sanctions and strong gasoline blending demands on the open transatlantic arm. The rule of thumb propane is preferred over NAFTA as a cracking feedstock when spread dips below negative $50. So when with minus 170 imports into the key uh, Northwest European petchem hubs, such as Antwerp or Porvo or Terrorism, increased. But this did not last very long, as expectations that olefins demand would improve the second quarter, normally a peak consumption season, were not realized. So poor downstream demand together with an oversupply in the polymers and olefin segment forced European crackers to reduce the operating rates again below 70% by June. At least two crackers have also taken the opportunity to come down for maintenance. And a similar story can be told on the butane side. So it became the highest margin fit uh, already in May for the first time in eight months. 
But with the petrochemical sector being in such a dire state, the competitiveness has not translated into increased intake at all in the way you would expect. So the demand for both grades also suffered from a seasonal dip. Uh, for propane, it's the heating consumption, which obviously began to recede in line with the rising temperatures as we approach summer. And to be honest, it hasn't been particularly, it wasn't particularly stellar before compared to the previous two years as Northwest Europe experienced above average temperatures this spring. And butane in turn saw declining demand from gasoline blending sector from March onwards as production switched to summer grade gasoline, which contains less butane. Okay, so um, firstly, I just want to go back to one comment you made just to stress how you've noted that the operates are at their lowest since the 2008 financial crisis, which I think is really an important point point because it really characterizes just how difficult and challenging that environment is now. And we see the situation where we've got so much LPG and, and basically will come to prices now, presumably uh, low prices against other, other feedstocks. And basically it's still not particularly useful because the demand for those products is in there. So, so Valdemar, can you expand a bit more on, on what it's meant for prices over the past quarter? Well, as you observed, predictably, the combination of ample, ample supply availability and dipping demand was a recipe for price collapse, amplified, of course, by softening crude. So for Propane is the mo it's most visible in relation to crude. The values fell by almost 26 percentage points versus North Sea dated since early March and hit the lowest level since 2019. In outright terms, the values dipped by almost one third and have been ho hovering around low 400s uh, in recent weeks. I see. Right. So, and that's and that's the propane product covered and um, pete what about butane well yeah it's a similar story of course our high supply and and uh, the poor demand is, is very very weak on our large cargo butane prices um the the big flows i was talking about earlier from the us um have maybe even been a even greater issue uh, or a greater pressure on butane prices than propane and this is because while the exact propane butane grade split of uh, the gas on these ships uh, you know, is, is unknown. What we do know is the US butane loadings to Europe were massively incentivized across the quarter, uh, well, for much of the quarter at least, but by very low demand uh, for US butane from ethylene producers in the Asia Pacific region who would normally take a lot in or take a lot more as a ratio against propane as we would in Europe. There's many sites down in Asia Pacific across the time frame. Many were cutting operating rates, you know, because of the weak olefin uh, market that, that, that Valdemar had mentioned. So with demand so poor uh, into that sector, prices for large cargo uh, butane parcels, they just tanked really. Um, we started the quarter up at around 80% of competing feedstock NAFTA. That's how butane most is, is most often priced there in the region as a percentage of the competing feed. Um, so we started at around 80 and we're currently at just under 60%, um, having hit as low as 56.5% uh, of NAFTA in early June. And this 565 level, that was a four year low. In fact, since the assessment, was launched by August uh, way back in 1992, long before my time. Um, it's only been one fortnight in 2019 where levels were lower, and that was when there was a big, a big consumer 
had a, it was a surprise. They had an outage and there was a surprise that it lasted as long as it did. So it was really sort of one acute factor pressuring one specific period back in 2019. Whereas now we're at 56.5 and it's, 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 it's a long-term trend. It's, it's sort of here to stay. We, we are that weak. It's more structural than it was in 2019 when we saw something a little bit lower. And if we're talking in outright terms, uh, perhaps it makes the picture a little bit clearer, i.e., you know, dollar, dollar per ton terms, then the fall across the quarter has been from around $550 per ton uh, back at the start of the quarter, and we're now at around $300 per ton. So it, it's it's been quite something. Yeah, that really is quite a significant price drop. And of course, it's happened at a time when we've all seen a bit of a drop in the crude prices as well. And so the baseline is lower too. So uh, Pete mentioned whether, about the the structural nature of this low price on butane. Um, Valdemar, just to what extent do you think that's going to remain going forward on both propane and butane? So easing pressure from US imports and the measures some open uh, some open market demand provided strength to prices, mainly on the propane side. But with the lukewarm cracker utilization and rising summer temperatures, frankly, European demand for LPG could remain subdued until until we see a recovery in the olefins markets, as simple as that. The feedstock margin economics dictate that butane is being used to the maximum extent possible, keeping the floor under consumption and providing for a possible uptick if things get better. And propane will also likely still be preferred over NAFTA, despite the rest in narrowing the propane NAFTA spread, which was mainly fueled by the latter's weakness more than former strength. So European NAFTA prices have hit six months uh, low against crude, owing to weak petrochemical demand, which is kind of a theme of the podcast and the market recently, and global oversupply. And basically, Propane's discount halved uh, in the last three weeks, dropping to around low 90s, which is uh, still pretty good for propane intake, but not as great as it was a few weeks ago. So long story short, expect stagnation. Okay, got it. I guess the fact that we're in obviously the low low season on the heating side as well um, means that we really, I think, need to revisit this when we get towards the, the fourth quarter. I can imagine there will be quite a lot of stock building going on with these prices inland as well at this point. So um, we'll have to see what happens when we get towards uh, winter. So thank you very much uh, to both of you for uh, these insights today. I'm sure we'll check in again with the European markets uh, before the end of the year. Cool. Cheers, David. Thanks, David.